Hi, I'm Regional Sales Director at Splunk for Observability. And today I wanted to talk to you about cloud migration and what it means for IT ops and uh, developers. First of all, let me show you a, a quote of a happy customer of ours who migrated to the cloud and sharing the experience. Was it something that you were expecting when you got engaged into cloud migration? You will get all the beauty of the cloud and you will optimize your business because you migrated to the cloud and everything will be simple and straightforward. I think yes. And also, I also think that in reality, what happened is that this cloud migration project became extremely painful for you. Let's have a look why it can happen, first of all. So usually migration in the ideal world is happening as an evolution. You get your on-premise service, you put them on the cloud as lift and shift. And then you start refactoring your applications, uh, your infrastructure, and slowly you get to the cloud-first architecture with uh, some applications in microservices, with serverless as your go-forward strategy for the cloud, and so on. In reality, especially if you moved to the cloud in 2020, you got to some kind of revolution. You ended up having all four stages of cloud journey uh, at the same time, meaning still having on-premise uh, service, still having some of the service already put into the cloud, but also at the same time having cloud-first architecture and refactoring uh, uh, some applications. All of this by itself has uh, lots of pains, lots of known pains for IT operations and for developers, but when all four happening at the same time, it's close to disaster. And there are very specific reasons why it's happening. Let's look into these ones. So what is migration to the cloud? When you migrate into the cloud, one of the things that radically changes is that instead of having one element, one server, and one monolithic application, you get to hundreds of elements, thousands of elements in the cloud. To give you all of these produce lots of data. To give you an example, having 1000 containers and searching across these containers over a year will get you to 31 billion data points, just to mention this amount of data. Now, imagine also that in this loosely coupled world of microservices, it's extremely hard to understand where the problem comes from. And when there is lots of data, lots of elements, it becomes a nightmare to troubleshoot something. So as a result, developers who were supposed to develop and migrate things to the cloud start troubleshooting half of their time and everything is being delayed and migration to the cloud is not happening as it should. And all of this creates actually bad experiences for the customers because the customers in a digital world have very high demands. And if something is slow, they are leaving their, uh, the experience to the competition. 100 milliseconds of latency drops the conversion rate by 7%. One minute of downtime means $5,000 lost as per recent research of Gartner. So real living on the table, real money, and uh, all of this migration cost you a fortune. Now, uh, I think lots of people actually understand this before they get engaged into the cloud migration project. So they decide, okay, if I migrate into the cloud, what I want to have is monitoring as the center of everything, 
I will monitor my whole uh, cloud migration journey uh, from on-premise to the cloud native world. And guess what? It doesn't work either. And there is a very specific reason why. Monitoring, especially if it was logs-centered monitoring, it's great for on-premise world. Uh, you know what can go wrong and you just need to make sure that you provide the right logs to developers to troubleshoot. Now, in the cloud, first of all, you don't know what can go wrong. So it's extremely hard to predict in advance what to monitor. Second, uh, because of this amount of data, huge amount of data, you can no longer use just logs because uh, everybody is then dying of alerts. Too many alerts, no one is using them. It's extremely tiresome. And uh, because cloud is extremely volatile and there are lots of things that are happening very fast, monitoring in the old way, when you are receiving alerts every two minutes, for example, it no longer works. You're missing very important things. So what to do with all of that? Let's first of all talk about survivorship bias. So during the World War II, the US Army wanted to reinforce uh, their planes that were coming back from the battle so that uh, they lose less of planes. They analyzed the planes that survived. They wanted to put the armor on, on the places uh, where there were red, hole, red dots on the, on the screen. Red dots mean uh, bullet holes. Luckily, they invited the mathematician, Abraham Wald, to participate in this project, who immediately said, wait a second. You're analyzing only the planes that survived, and this is survivorship bias. You will get the conclusion, uh, you will get to the conclusion based on partial data. You need to analyze the planes actually that didn't come back from the plane. And with all this data, you can get to the right conclusion. And the right solution for, for example, for the SMA problem was to put the armor where you see white spaces on the screen. This is where actually uh, the bullet holes were on the planes that, uh, that didn't come back. Survivorship bias is uh, found everywhere. Economics, business, finance, manufacturing, so books about successful people. We're all reading them, but actually it's survivorship bias. Why? Because we are reading uh, the conclusions based on partial data only successful people. We don't analyze everybody else. It's even popular uh, in the researches about cats. There was a research not long time ago where um, the uh, researchers analyzed the data coming from the vets and they decided, okay, the cats that fall from lower floors have more injuries than the cats that uh, uh, fall from higher floors. Um, it was completely wrong. Why? because the cats who fall from the higher floors, they didn't survive, they didn't get to the vets. So the data was wrong and the conclusion as a result was wrong. So don't believe the research like this and uh, don't try uh, to, to uh, don't drop your cat from the higher floor. Now let's come back to our problem, cloud migration. So how survivorship bias is applicable for, the, for, for this problem? So this is where we'll introduce the concept of observability. What is observability? How is it different from monitoring? So monitoring is to monitor things you know can go wrong. Now in the cloud world, and we're saying that your monitoring should migrate to observability. Observability is uh, observing the whole system and knowing that something went wrong without telling to your tools what exactly you want, uh, you want to monitor. 
Uh, with observability, you can find unexpected uh, and uh, resolve the unknown unknowns very fast. That's the main principle. And this should be in the center of your, of your cloud migration strategy. Why it matters and why monitoring doesn't work. So first of all, in the on-premise world, all the tools that were done for on-premise world use sampling. Sampling means they analyze only partial data and make conclusions based on it. So how is it dangerous? As I said, in the cloud world, there are lots of data, tons of data. And when something goes wrong, uh, if you don't know, if you analyze only partial uh, data, you will miss what went wrong and you will not receive the alert and you will not be able to, uh, to react at the right time and your customers will leave. And uh, you can imagine the bad scenario here. So um, they are old tools, they do sampling. All of them do sampling. Some of them would do heads-based sampling, meaning they will cut uh, the data from the very beginning, analyze only, for example, 10% of this data, make conclusion based on this. Some others will do tailor-based sampling, meaning they will take 100% of data, but then they will cut uh, this moment, the data and analyze only portion of it based on some rules. And these rules are based on previous experience. And this previous experience are based on something that is no longer true in the cloud world. And again, you know how AI works. The more the data you feed to AI, the, the more uh, truthful uh, the conclusions and recommendations would be. So sampling doesn't work for observability strategy. Moreover, when you move to the cloud, there are more things that are happening. There are more serious questions that you will start asking yourself. For example, how to monitor serverless? There is no server there. How to monitor something that exists for two seconds, like containers appear, disappear. How do you make sure that your customers do not miss one click? Or what happens if something is unavailable for 10 seconds? What is your path uh, to overcome this? And, and so on and so forth. So, and this is where you need this observability concept in your cloud migration. So moving from logs-centric approach, you need to move to a metrics-centered approach. Metrics is the first pillar of observability. Now at Splunk, we want you to have a real, real visibility into your systems with metrics that are reacting to something within seconds. So within two seconds, you will get an alert if a metric actually went below the threshold. So it's the only system on the market that works in the real, real time. And the metric can be anything. It can be technological, for example, cloud VM instances down or cloud VM instances up, why not? Uh, or it can be something business related, like how many transactions per second you're doing, sales dropped, uh, something, something else happened, number of viewers dropped and so on. So these are metrics. Now, when you get an alert from the metrics, you want to understand uh, where the problem sits. And this is where we give you traces. Traces uh, help, help you to understand the dependencies. And again, it's, uh, um, it's full cardinality that we propose. Meaning what? You analyze and correlate 100% of data. You can slice and, and dice it in any way uh, that is suitable for you. And when you identify where the problem sits, you actually can go to the root cause and now the logs will serve you uh, and you will resolve the problem. And because you, in the first place, you receive alert within seconds, you trace it within minutes, you get to the root cause within minutes as well. 
your whole mean time to resolve a problem becomes significantly shorter versus what you had before. And with observability, you actually uh, resolve uh, any problems that appear there uh, within a close to real time uh, approach. Moreover, what matters in observability is prevention. Meaning what? So let's imagine your developers want now a week later after the major incident, they want to resolve the problem in such a way that no incidents like that appear any longer. How is it possible to do? They need access to the data, 100% of data, because the world of, uh, of cloud is complex and things can, can go wrong in lots of various ways. And this is what uh, we want to give uh, uh, within this observability concept to, to our customers, access to 100% of data. And uh, with observability and migrating to the cloud, you can actually have lots of use cases how you can improve things. First of all, zero downtime. Don't lose uh, customers. Uh, make them happy. Keep them with you. Um, second, optimize your uh, costs, what cloud costs to you. So first of all, migrate uh, within the timeline you wanted to migrate because your developers actually are developing instead of troubleshooting. And second, with observability, you have an immediate map of everything that is happening in your cloud. And this is the answer to, uh, to the cost that can, uh, can, can, can be there related to the cloud. So you can get for the first time maybe end-to-end -end understanding of uh, the individual customer cost because you can correlate the applications, the infrastructure serving these applications and the uh, cloud costs overall. And finally, with all of that, so with the right observability tool, you can get uh, the DevOps culture in, in the company and basically accelerate development and release uh, of, of, of new applications. We have happy customers like that. Uh, for example, Shopify is, is an e-commerce platform, one of the most famous e-commerce platform uh, in the world with more than 1 million uh, customers. And uh, this customer migrated to the cloud and this customer uh, re realized that first in the uh, high season, the transaction frequency can get up to 8,000 transactions, transactions per second. It's a lot. Second, um, they realized that without having access to 100% of data, they ended up in endless war rooms where they literally didn't know where to start and how to resolve uh, these, uh, these problems. And uh, this was a huge risk for the business. And uh, they tested heavily uh, observability tool from Splunk. They migrated to Splunk. They are very happy customer of ours today. And the granularity of what they are getting today, and uh, and this is possible only with access of to 100% of data. You see the quote on the screen. This is an example of how granular uh, things can be if you get the right tools for observability within your cloud migration projects. You can use the observability tool, as I said, optimize a cloud transition, uh, cloud costs. Uh, see this the example from our tool on the screen. Every data point is actionable. A customer of ours found $600,000 of savings within two weeks of using our tools and they optimize their cloud consumption. You can also uh, use uh, um, these tools and metric-centered approach if you are, uh, for example, an operation center and uh, your customers are viewing some of the content 
of yours. And for you, it's extremely important that they have constant access to all your digital assets. So on the, on the screen here, you see the uh, real-time viewers, like every second, you see this metric of how many viewers are there. And when something goes down, you know that something is wrong with your digital assets and you need developers to troubleshoot ex uh, extremely fast to avoid uh, loss of customers and loss of uh, uh, advertising revenue. So with the right tool, again, when the developers have access to 100% of data and they can trace in this loosely coupled world of application, they can trace where the problem comes from in a very efficient way, you will have uh, uh, more innovation within the company uh, things will accelerate because, again, developers develop instead of uh, troubleshooting. And basically, these are the expectations from observability that you need to establish in your company to be successful with your cloud migration. So, summary. Cloud migration, easy and successful, it's possible. For that, you need to introduce the concept of observability at the center of everything. And observability is not possible if you're not dealing with 100% of data. Keep all of your data. Don't be afraid of the noise. And uh, expect the right metrics to tell you that something wrong within the seconds when something, something is happening. And we are here uh, to help you. And we are here, here to keep your customers satisfied. And we are here to ease your pains of, uh, uh, of migration to the cloud. The industry recognized us. Industry recognized Splunk as a leader in turning data into action in lots of use cases, be it IT ops, be it DevOps, and uh, uh, Gartner recognized us as a visionary in observability. So don't hesitate to talk to us. We are here to help. We are here to bring customer examples uh, from other parts of the world to help you accelerate your migration, to help you accelerate innovation. And again, let uh, observability be in the center of everything. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day.